Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. All right, 10.33 in the zone. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to hear a little more from Sam Pittman a little bit later in the show uh, about things that aren't related to mental health, just about football. Um, Clint Conk joining us. Coach, how are you? Doing well. Great weekend of college football. A lot it, of stuff. It really was. We've got yeah. a uh, – I did not see that coming segment coming up a little bit later, brought to you by Business World. What was the biggest surprise for you of the weekend? Florida State going to Clemson, winning at Clemson. I really yeah. thought Clemson – and they showed the competitive juices of a champion, past mm-hmm. champion. Uh, but that was a great win for Mike on the road. They hadn't beat him in I don't know how many years or yeah. whatever at Clemson. Uh, that was a surprise to me. Um, Clemson should have won, though, Coach. It, correct, correct. You miss a short field goal. Yeah, yep. a great college kicker. But Let's gotta... take an internet classes. Did y'all hear that story? He was taking internet classes and yes. living in Washington, D.C. or something? Yes. They recruited him to come to Clemson. But he had kicked there before. They just brought him back. He had really played before. But right, been there but before. it's been a long time. Yeah. And uh, anyway, that, that, that kind of surprised me because I thought Clemson would. By lose. your rationale, the Saints should have won their game too. So A little bit longer uh, field goal uh, attempt. What was it? He's a professional group, kicker. Groupie. Group 40, 45 or something, 46. Yeah. This was like 30? 33. He's a professional yeah. kicker. I bet, I bet pro kickers make 90% of the 45 yarders they kick. Yes. So under pressure, you quit giving him a pass just because he played Arkansas State West, little traitor. Anyway, um, let's talk about this mental health thing real quick. Yep. All right. So you have to deal with outside noise. You get paid good money for that. Obviously, I mean, maybe not everybody gets six million to do it, but everybody's making pretty good money to do it at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a balance in there though, where you you want to take, you, you understand there's gonna be a certain amount of criticism, but at the same time, like there are lines that can be crossed as well. I'm sure. Yeah. So. My position on this is that mental health is real. Uh, you know, when you're talking about 18 to 20-year-old young people, they are dealing with a lot of issues. And when you play in college football, and then certainly when you play on the platform of the Southeastern Conference, there's enormous pressure to perform. And if you're not performing well, you know, you're most disappointed in yourself and then other people pile on in a personal way. Um, that that can cause some issues. Um 40 years ago, 30 years ago, we didn't have social media for that piling on, you know, and and so now we have that. And so it is real. Um, In regards to coaches, yeah, you got to be a little bit thicker skin about it. I I do agree with that. Um, I think any time attacks are made personal, it's not good. I don't care if it's face-to-face. What happened to the Iowa State coach a couple of weeks ago, a fan, you know, getting after him walking off the field or walking in the locker room, and he had to, you know, probably should have held his cool a little bit better, but he turned and attacked or went after that particular fan. Hmm. So personal attacks. Yeah, you missed that. Personal attacks. Iowa State's not relevant enough for me to pay attention. On on any level are not good. Um, Criticism of coaches' decision-making, I think, is open, open season on that. Sure. Um, But when you go after young people, 
in that way, um, particularly on a platform. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. I just don't think it's good. I don't. Are we not using the block function anymore? Is this an issue for people? Like, what's the deal? I don't have a problem. I haven't blocked anybody in a long time, but I don't have an issue blocking somebody. And kids shouldn't either. And coaches shouldn't either. And the only reason that I got on social media, truth be known, and I was reluctant to do it, and my wife says I troll all the time, which she's, she's right, I, so I get my news of the world, um, was because of recruiting. Uh, when I was at UCA, we mm-hmm. got on in 2010 or something like that. It was because of recruiting. You know, when you repost something or retweet something or like something and, and – um, you know, or, or advertising of camps and, you know, those kind of things, results of games. I mean, I think those positive things are out there and, mm-hmm. and, and should be used that way. But, again, personal attacks in any shape, fashion, or form um, is not good, particularly towards student-athletes. But coaches, you know, you're open game to criticism. Yeah. But still, you've got to be a little thick-skinned, too. I've been called a lot of things. And by, by, by you and, yes. <laughs> and other people. Um, Same. You just you got to have a little a little, little skin toughness there. I think so too. And the thing is, for me, is if you do make it personal to me, it's an automatic block. You want to criticize me? You want to criticize a call? You want to criticize a personnel decision? No issue with that. I may not respond, but I'm gonna take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if you're gonna make it personal, yeah, may block you. Sorry, that's okay. Those people they don't they don't deserve your time anyway. And the majority of people, they're it, again, it's just like with the world of whatever, right? I mean, you can say politics or whatever else. It's the silent majority, right? I mean, the people, ninety percent of the people, don't feel strongly enough to come after somebody. Anyway, and it's the lunatic fringe on either side, hundred percent, that's going to be the issue, right? But, but it's the it's the vocal minority that causes the issues. Yeah, that's the problem. That's right. And, and then those things steamroll. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. We hear that here on the show. It's a vo- vocal minority who call in complaining and already ready to get Pittman out of here. Right. What were the complaints this week? Uh, timeouts. Burn his yes. timeouts too early. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you've been in loud environments. Uh, you you train for that. You prepare for that. They mm-hmm. did what they could, right? They're playing loud music and all the other things. Like, At what point do you go, maybe a five-yard delay a game is worth it versus burning all our timeouts early? I 100% agree with that. Um, you know, if you want to have some criticism, it's the clock management and, and, the, and the communication. I still think, even though an improvement on penalties – um, I think eight offensive penalties and maybe eight total penalties in the fourth quarter, maybe um, a significant amount late in the game when, yeah. it, when it, you know, the crunch time. And so they've got some things to clean up there. But uh, uh, yeah, not not good. Timeouts are very valuable, and I never wanted to use timeouts on offense. I, I'm an offensive guy. I always wanted to have my timeouts available for the defense. Mm-hmm. You know, because if they can't score, they can't win. And so. Uh, maybe I'm wired different that way, but I always did not want to have to. Sometimes I did, obviously, but did not want to have to use timeouts on offense. What was the difference for you for Arkansas week to week? What, what did you like that you saw improved upon from the BYU game? A strong competitive will to win, and I think that started with Coach Pittman because from the first interview he did, of course I wasn't in a locker room, or, he talked about winning. It was about winning. We came here to win. We're here to win, and I thought the team – bought into that and they they were embarrassed from the week before somewhat and they showed a strong will to win um it was an incredible effort no question about it um i keep going back to to luke haas i mean obviously he's a player yeah and uh they figured out how to get him the football more and they need to do that moving forward i really like dominion i've said that a couple of times i called him dominique i think last week but dominion yeah dominion there you go i still still don't have his name right seven he's yeah. a bad man yeah no, he's we like a him good too. football player um 
He's a Southeastern Conference running back. Tough, physical, yards after contact, can pick up the blitz. I, I like that young man. Um, and then they moved K.J. around and did some different things with him, a lot more quick game, mm-hmm. uh, what we call spacing or sticker outs, things like that. Got out of his hand quick. Uh, Armstrong showed up, some nice plays there. So there was a lot of positives that the coaching staff implemented in this game plan, that the players did execute, but it started with their will and their competitive spirit to win. And then I look on the other side, and LSU just didn't look motivated. It, it reminds me in the inverse to me, and I'm way out of the loop here, when Arkansas plays Missouri, it looks super important to Missouri. It just looks not so important to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. When LSU plays Arkansas, it doesn't look as important to LSU, but super important to Arkansas. And, um, you know, that to me really stuck out on Saturday because, I mean, Kelly just – I mean, did he even change emotional expressions? No. No. It was like his team took that personality. We're going to win. It's going to be ugly. Let's just get through this, and then let's move on to whoever we got to play next week. Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yeah. So he might have been looking ahead. Maybe so. He might have been looking ahead, but – but Arkansas put themselves in a position to win. They got exposed on the back end when they couldn't get home up front and cause uh, Daniels to get off his spot. Uh, lack of communication, in some cases just talent. Um, you know, LSU made them pay with the big plays. We've been singing Haz's uh, praises since week one. Yes. Give me your thoughts. Um, an H-back, not a true inline tight end, but a guy that you can do a lot with. You can move him around. Uh, you can play him in the slot. You can play him in the in the box. Uh, I mean, I, I just think that piece of putty, that piece of clay is something you could really mold and use him in a lot of different ways. I mean, you, he's still functional to get in the way in the run game, but he's exceptional right now at 225 pounds or whatever. He doesn't weigh much more than that, I don't think, uh, in the pass game. And that's a, that's a nightmare matchup for linebackers. Yeah. Yep. When you take away the sack numbers, Arkansas had 163 yards rushing. Dominion had 78, KJ 75 when you take yeah. away the sack yeah. yardage. And, what, and they got KJ involved, obviously. Is that why the running game was better, or was the offensive line better? Well, let's talk about the offensive line, because I think it. I think it, part of that answer is yes. They played some different combinations. There was a couple of young men that I had not seen a whole lot of at tackle and at guard, and it looked like those combinations uh, – I saw a young man at right guard. He looked – Braun? Uh, was it Braun or another young man? Um, it looked really like he was moving the pile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other part of that, so the offensive line did improve to me. You know, they, 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 their communication, the way they mm-hmm. came off the football. And the other part was the game plan to run Jefferson Moore. And I think that's got to be a big part moving forward. All right, give me a quick uh, breakdown on AM. We'll move on. Uh What's the Bobby Petrino effect on the A&M side? You know, you got to think of what he did when he came in here with an inferior team, Missouri State, last year, and just about walked out of Reynolds with a win. Mm-hmm. Was it last year? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's just so <laughs> – Wes is still burnt. He's like, damn, that game has sucked. Well, I mean, he's just such a creative. I still think he's probably the preeminent offensive play caller in the country. Now, yeah. is Jimbo cutting him loose to do that? I don't know. But – uh, I think both teams will be obviously very motivated to play. Um, I think Arkansas will build on some of the things they did. But here, and, and this, I, I don't don't want to push the wrong button here. We just got finished talking about mental health and how well the Razorbacks. But there's no more victories in the Southeastern Conference. 
I mean, Arkansas lost last week. I mean, there's just no moral victory. So you played better, but then congratulations, you get to go to a home game in Dallas, mm-hmm. you know, and against a bunch of four- and five-star players that are having some confidence right now. Um, I think both quarterbacks are capable that A&M has. Wegman's uh, out. Yeah, okay. Well, I obviously, uh, Johnson's max, really Just good player, good, a lot of experience. So, he played very well last week. So, I mean, it's a tough get. I think it's going to be a one-score game either way. They have to have it, don't they? I think it's a must-win. Yeah. You know, when you look ahead to – I don't like using that term, but this feels like a must-win game. Uh, you know – if they're going to get to a bowl, I think it's critical. If you're going to get to a bowl, I think, you know, if you're going to get to six or seven wins, you got to get this one. I think so, too. Okay. But what's the history? They've won one time in 12 years? Yeah. But there was a period of time, maybe it's time to flip the script. There was a period of time where the Arkansas pulled them out of the fire a few times against AM where it looked like they weren't going to do it either. So One, two years if ago. The defense, and- if the defense can control the big playability of, of, of Texas yeah. A&M in the run game and the pass game, mm-hmm. then Arkansas, I think, is going to be physical enough and methodical enough to – Again, to be competitive and have a chance to win this game. I've never seen a better indicate or a better example of a team giving a game away than I did last year in this game. Yes, so. yes, yeah. I've been there too. And they made plays too. I'll give it yeah. to them. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, hey, I'm I'm happy for Coach Jones. I'm really mm. happy for the A State fan base and the Rainer kid. Apparently, they found something at quarterback, and this kid's a true freshman. I can understand why they're a little wary to turn to him. You've been in that situation. You had a pretty good true freshman quarterback that you turned to, and it took you deep in the playoffs. Uh, you talking about uh, Winrick? Talking about Nathan Brown? Oh, Nathan Brown? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, so happy for him as well. But really happy for Coach Jones. This young man, Rainer, five touchdowns, both passing and rushing, 300-plus yards total offense. And uh, they won the turnover battle. They played clean. Uh, they may be able to point to that game. And you got UMass, which is one that you should get. I know it's on the road, but you should get. you got a chance now to go into the middle part of your season with a three-game winning streak. And I think that this is perfect for the script that Coach Jones probably had hoped for. And uh, I'm sure, you know, he didn't want to have to change quarterbacks a couple of times. But this young man injected some venom into that offense with his legs and his ability to throw the football as well. But uh, this could be a program-defining win against Southern Miss. And uh, they played very clean. They'll need to continue to do that. They need this win against UMass because they've got to go to Troy and they've got Coastal Carolina the next two weeks. So They give up 59 to Auburn, UMass did. Who yeah. can't who and, can't throw it at all? No. Yes. Yeah. They scored – listen, they have played a bunch of games. They started August 26th. They they beat New Mexico State 41-30. They lost to Auburn 59-14. Lost at home to Miami of Ohio 41-28. To me, that's your comparison game. They lost at Eastern Michigan, but only nineteen seventeen, and they lost at home again to New Mexico again. New Mexico, New Mexico State, not particularly good programs. In overtime, though, thirty four thirty one. So it ain't gonna be a laydown. But they played a lot of games already, man. Hmm. If they get this one, though, it's a three game winning streak going into the middle and the meat of their schedule. So I think, I think things are on track right now. UCA's got a tough game this week, Coach. Southern Utah, complete opposite of last week. Last week they played a team with twenty five transfers from the FBS level. In the two deep, this is a, a team that's been built on high school talent and a second-year coach, and i got to think both teams are feeling pretty confident. They finally, Southern Utah finally got a win. They played two FBS schools, including BYU and Arizona State. Yeah, and then uh, Cal Davis. Yeah, top UC 10 team. UC Davis, yeah. top 10 team in FCS. So, uh, yeah, first of all, going back lastly, living up to expectations, you know, and, and many programs fail to do that. But UCA right now, uh, Deshaun uh, uh, Powell, Shandari Powell, Shandari yeah. Powell. Mm-hmm. I mean, he may be the best running back in, in, in the country. Yeah. And uh, right now he's the best running back in the state of Arkansas, I can tell you that. 
<laughs> he's averaging about 275 the last two weeks yeah. against, you know, pretty good people. But uh, the Hoxie native has made a believer out of me. Um, uh, and then uh, McIlvain's not doing anything to turn the football over. His receivers, I mean, they, they total team domination all three phases last mm-hmm. week. This week, yep, tough schedule, long trip uh, out to Utah, battle-tested team. Uh, they had a big home win last week against Western Illinois. He's not very good. But you know what? A good run game and defense travels. I don't care what level or where you have to go or where you play it. A great run game and great defense travels, and UCA has that right now. So uh, I look for them to uh, have every opportunity to win that game. Big game. Yep. UAPB a near miss last week on Thursday night. Yeah, felt bad. Uh, they just ran out of gas. Uh, I think it was uh, Alabama A&M, I That's believe right. it was. Yes, yeah. Sir. Uh, they had the lead late. Uh, there no huddle offense. They turned it over or got stopped late uh, in the red zone. I think it was a turnover uh, where they could have gone up, but the uh, the no huddle offense just wore their defense down. But uh, you can see the pieces are coming in a place there for Coach Hampton. Uh, he's done a fine job with that team. All right, real quick, D2, and then we can touch on some high school in the last segment here. Yep. But, uh, you know, kind of got what we expected, competitive games, but the teams that were expected to win won. Yeah, OBU and Harding now have kind of separated a little bit. They're undefeated at the top of the standings. Uh, Henderson State, SAU, Oklahoma Baptist sit there with one loss. So, you know, they have no more room for error if they want to win a, a championship. Um, the games I'm looking at this week, though, Oklahoma Baptist hosts Henderson. So one of those two teams is going to fall out of the race. And then my hopes for Arkansas Tech, they're at home at Burkle Field against Northwest Oklahoma, which I don't think has won a game. I don't think Arkansas Tech's won a game, so hopefully the Wonder Boys can get their first first win of the season. Somebody's always got to go. Somebody's always got to go. Yep. Go Wonder Boys. There you go. I can't believe I'm saying that, but anyway, go Wonder Boys. I know. <laughs> Choke that out. Uh, we got to hit a break, but let me squeeze JW in here real quick. What's up, buddy? So I want to comment on the uh, the mental state of social media, but Wes, I hate to – I got to correct you. People are not wanting to get rid of Pittman because of timeout. It timeouts is a small portion of no. The question, team. JW, was what was it this week? And it, the problem was timeouts. Okay, it's not this week, Wes. I'm what is it, it this week? It's the same thing that was happening last year. Losing so many games by the same thing. It's the repetitiveness of the same excuses. It's just another excuse. People are tired of the, losing the games by a few points because of bad coaching, and and that's what it's come to. But I don't want to waste my time on that. My wife teaches at a college here in Arkansas. And, yeah, I don't know how I ended up that. But, hey, check this out. She just did in her class a um, research paper on social media. And what it's come down to, and this comes from other colleges with research, is, and I'm out of breath because I was actually working when you clicked me over. Ah. So what has happened with with our society, there's always been people that talk. Now it's just loud and vocal. And we have a group of, of, of kids and people that are coming up, and even over people, that have been sucked into social media. It's a mental issue of weaker generation of your thinking. There's a lot of self-entitlement. And when you build yourself up to be way up here when you appear strong, that doesn't mean that your mental state is strong. It just means that you appear strong. And when someone attacks that, your mental state has never been really that strong to start with. And that's why people reflect on, you see so many videos, look at me, look at me, look what I'm doing. It's all about me. 
And the moment that's taken away, you have a mental issue because you've never been strong enough to deal with that. All right. Now, uh, JW, we got to hit this break, so if you can wrap it up. Okay. All right. Okay. That's a good wrap-up. That's Thank a wrap. You.